Verbal Discharge. The world's third to best radio show. Hey, Well, welcome back to, to Verbal Discharge. And guess where we are? Guess what we're in? Where? What? What are we in? What are we in? What, oh, sorry, do you want me to guess? Guess. Um, are we in a cave in Croatia? We are in a soundproofed cave in Croatia that just so happens to have three perfectly positioned microphones. Hmm. Quite and quite perfectly positioned. Well, p- perfectly positioned for me and Robbie and not for, <laughs> not for Ben and James I, I, who have to share. I'm just awkwardly leaning into James's breast right now. It's it's almost as if we've gone to see a film together, and Ben wants to signify that that he feels some sort of emotional connection to me, but not enough to put his arm around me. Yeah, or <laughs> or the fact I'm just like starting to get a bit tired, but I'm just comfortable just to fall asleep right on James. You're like you're like an old man I'm sat next to on the train who has yeah. fallen asleep completely without my consent on me. Do you, do you usually do those things? Like, do you like draw on the face? What do you do? What's your usual go-to plan? I usually just my, my, I, I try and sort of do something that will annoy them enough just about to wake them up so yeah. my, my general thing is i just blow on their face yeah you mm. put a pipe clean through the rear yeah and so comes drag up. it out the other side <laughs> with, with bits of brain matter attached. <laughs> when it comes out the other side you just like tie little knot in it and then drag it back through <laughs> <laughs> so it's like so it just pulls him it's like oh what i mean is that not what you guys do when someone falls asleep on you on a train um not pipe cleaner through their ear now um i get my keys out and force them very rapidly through the little earlobe bit see i wouldn't do any of that i and this is a genuine story genuine thing that happened to me in the last couple of weeks robbie was born without ears so it's all okay Anyway, carry on. That that isn't actually true. That's not. That's just a very, lie. Very, very it's not even a joke. It's just a lie. No way to it's prove just, me otherwise. If, you, if you're listening to this, it's just not true. What it's just a, you just a like lie. Fucking Russell's teapot. On just it, a, no. Because you can't disprove that Russell was born with six ears. <laughs> I, um, <laughs> flank spaghetti monster. Uh, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't be able to reply because I wouldn't have any ears because I couldn't hear you. So do you then, Jokes on you, Ben. Oh, you've 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 got me. Yeah, basically, I was on a train and there was a lady sat next to me because it was a really busy train. And then we were about five minutes out from the destination, and she got up and went to sit next to someone else, just another stranger, <laughs> in perfect awkwardness. And I felt this is probably a metaphor for my life. Wait, so so she sat down next to you, yeah. immediately, and then yeah, and when then, she got on because it was quite a busy train. And uh, then how me. long afterwards did she get up and move? Twenty minutes, about five minutes out from the final destination. So right, okay. perhaps. Were you doing anything? Were you playing that like hip, fresh, young people music? Oh yeah, no, yeah. Robbie, that, Robbie, were, like, were, were you sat, were you sat at the back of the bus playing drum and bass from your Nokia seven two fifty i Just because I'm so hard. Just, just like sitting right in the back row, like with your knees really far apart, <laughs> and just like just blasting it, having like with a blank look straight ahead. Yeah, yeah, that was it. That was it. And then I went and did the same outside the Tesco Metro. Yeah. Um, to introduce ourselves. Yeah, that, yeah that's sure. probably a good yeah. idea. Hi, I'm Jordan, and I've got a brand new larynx as well as a new studio. This is my studio. What's the larynx? I don't know. It's it's something in your throat hole. Oh, congratulations! Yeah. yeah. Um, hi, I'm Ben. Merry Christmas. Here's a, a here's a, here's a box of uh, Lynx deodorant and shower gel. <laughs> um, hi, I'm James, and uh, this week a two-year-old child directed quite an insensitive slur at me. Ooh, what oh, was boy. <laughs> what was the slur, James? Do you, want, do you want the full story? Do you want the full? Yeah, for background, James is black. <laughs> <laughs> As a black disabled lesbian, <laughs> once said. Um, so basically, I was at my job. Um, mm. For those of you that aren't aware, listening, I work at a trampoline park in a cafe. It's shit. Um, so I, I was at my job, and I was on the cafe, and this mother comes up to the the stand, 
and she's uh, she sort of sends two of the kids off. She's got three kids with her. Yeah. Two of them are a bit older, like sort of eight, nine-ish. The other one's about like very clearly two-year-old. Definitely yeah. still a, a, a fucking child. This thing is two years old. This thing. Um, this thing. So she sends her two older kids off to like the soft drinks cabinet. Goes, oh, go get, go get something you want. And then she plonks this two-year-old down on the desk. And she's, go on, t- tell the man what you want. Tell the man what you want him to get you. Genocide. And this child <laughs> does a slow turn to look at me and then leans really, really <laughs> close to my face and says, you faggot. Whoa! <laughs> and, oh, then, and there was instantly, like, me and all my colleagues fall about laughing because it's not very often that you hear a two-year-old say that word so viciously. Um, and the mother just instantly fell into this fit of, oh my God, I am so, so what? sorry. I don't know where he's heard that. I apologise. And she was there for five minutes apologising. Perhaps, perhaps. is a food. Yeah, I was going to say, yeah. maybe you just wanted, like, Mr. Brain's pork faggots. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> sorry, I, I don't really... <laughs> <laughs> Just the thought of that, of a two-year-old child not only being aware of what a pork faggot is, but enjoying the branding no, of Mr. Brain's yeah, pork it's, faggot. No, it's like a really kind of, I don't know, black country kind of two-year-old that, that's just like, oh, I really love some faggots and pays. <laughs> do you get gay pigs? <laughs> For God's sake. You must um, do, you must do. Because you can get you can get like gay animals and mm. like like gay penguins. Like, They're pretty common. Gay penguins. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. It, it, it was on a very early episode of a Parks and Recreation. Yeah. It's actually yeah. a fact as well. There's actually something like a third of penguins. Are gay. No, Robbie. It was made up by Parks and Recreation. And there was that Attenborough it was, episode. Yeah. That was about entirely about the uh, North Pole gay bar scene. Yeah. <laughs> Populated entirely by uh, metrosexual. I, penguins. I really I really like that. Bear. I really like that bar. Um, the candy cane. <laughs> Uh, hello, I'm Robbie, um, to finish off, and earlier this week, ye- yesterday actually, uh, as I was having a walk, I walked past a house, and in the window of that house, I saw a dog peering out the window, and it was just sort of looking at perfectly, and it was a really nice dog, uh, and I was, as I was looking at it, I said the word dog out loud, <laughs> <laughs> really loudly, I had headphones in, so I hadn't sort of noticed, and I realised like... I, Realized a few seconds later, like, hold on. I just said dog out dog. loud, and people had turned to look at me. I was like a Pokedex with Tourette's. <laughs> how, how, how did you say it? Did you say it with sort of a questioning intonation? Were you unsure of it, or was it just an, an uncontrolled? It was like a statement. Exc- it, it was like, it did a dog. Dog voice. He went, dog. You make fucking Scooby Doo monster. You weren't on Ashbourne Road, were you? No. Because when you're on Ashbourne Road going out, so you know if you're walking towards town... James, dogs don't only exist on Ashbourne Road. I know, but there is one dog. There is, <laughs> there is a Shiba Inu. Oh, is, yeah, I've seen that little that sheep. That is always mm. sitting in the window very, very photogenically. And it just it, it spends the entire day stood on the windowsill watching cars go past. And every single time I look at it, and go, good, good job, buddy. You're looking yeah. very photogenic today. Well done, well done being a dog. <laughs> nice genetic lottery you've drawn there. <laughs> do, do, do you think in the world of dogs, all uh, Shiba Inus have like Japanese accents? My assumption. That yeah, this yeah, is that'd be great. Yeah. Also, speaking of like just making like sounds at animals, uh, because I'm house sitting at the moment, I'm looking mm. after two rabbits and a cat. How's um, that going? Um, the uh, the cat pretty much wakes me up every morning, and yesterday morning, uh, she poured up my face, and what deliriously ent- uh, came out of my mouth was, "Come, enter the cuddle nebula." <laughs> and, and just left the duvet to cuddle the cat. What that, is the cuddle <laughs> nebula? Uh, apparently, that's what it was. Just 
uh, cuddling the cat. That's you, a you've nebula. created a, it, an it, entire it, nebula for the it's, cat. It's, it's a state I, of mind, the cuddle nebula. I was worried you'd done the same as me and just said what was in front of you. Cat! <laughs> just point and scream. <laughs> like fucking invasion of the body snatchers. <laughs> <laughs> Or as if you were having like a sort of uh, I don't know like like uh, I've forgotten where this was going. Never a seizure, a seizure. Yeah, <laughs> cats, yeah. cats. Every time I see a small animal, I go. <laughs> or you were having a vivid hallucination, like Rost from True Detective, who saw the cuddle nebula behind you. Like, <laughs> that's what I was trying to say. There we go. I see all spectrums of the cuddle nebula expand before me. The cuddle uh, nebula is a flat circle. <laughs> it's some abstract concept. The cuddle nebula. It's worth saying as well, for listeners who are listening, uh, well done, you're fulfilling the one thing that you do in listening. Um, oh, well done. Congratulations. It has been a while since we last put a podcast up, because there was a live show that we did yeah, um, at Quad, it. and that didn't, that didn't, it still hasn't gone up. Um, <laughs> it'll go up eventually. Uh, we apologise for that. Once it's <laughs> been heavily edited. Um, Oscar baiting. Uh, but we've also made a change to L podcast, haven't we? Yeah. I don't know. Uh, my assumption is they can hear. Mm. Because um, I don't know if any of you guys have... Well, obviously you've heard previous podcasts, but there's more of a sort of discerning audiophiles amongst you might have been able to notice that... So discerning we've, we've, dot wavs. We've, <laughs> we've, we've replaced Jordan. That's what it is. Mm. With a dog that sounds exactly like him. Dog? Dog? <laughs> Reynolds? Um, yeah, I was actually the dog that Robbie saw in the window. <laughs> yeah, so so some of you might have noticed that um, obviously since we uh, left Phantom and had stopped using their equipment, we had to resort to using one microphone in the middle of a table that we were all stood around. Mm. Whereas now we're in a studio again and we've got three microphones between us, hence me and Ben talking earlier about how adorably close we're huddled together I'm going to put my head right on James's shoulder That's this is quite well, comfortable actually I've got, I've got right access to the microphone I'm glad someone's enjoying it yeah <laughs> <laughs> um, we've also changed how frequently we're doing the podcast we have we have this This is now a bi-weekly mm. um, yeah bi-weekly feature not as in a week that swings both ways that goes backwards and forwards but a week that incredible <laughs> I don't know where I was going with that yeah we're a podcast every two weeks guys yeah for the time being at least it's, yeah. it's it's an exciting and obviously we have other things that have come out but recently we've released um the first two episodes the the i don't know what's a good word to describe what it is a thing a game thing hmm. a video game spectacular fun for all the ages and bring uh, your nan bring the kids <laughs> <laughs> but no one else no one else. Don't yeah. bring any pets. Don't bring a dog. No admittance except for grandmothers and children. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing in between. <laughs> Look, there's two kinds of people I like here on this earth. Nans. One, of them, one of them's nans, and the other one's kids. And if you're not one of them, then you're as good as dead to me. You know, you know, uh, on Box of Lego, when it says ages three to ninety nine, <laughs> it, 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 like, it means that like, there's nothing in between. Yeah. It's just like people, people age three and people age ninety nine. Fucking no one else. <laughs> the other three or ninety nine might as well yeah. not exist. Can you imagine those, 90s, those people like, between in those ninety six years? That no fucking point, really. Yeah. Might as well not not bother. Can you imagine you've got a really complicated Lego set? You've started it just before your hundredth <laughs> birthday, <laughs> and there you are. The time's ticking by. You've got six hours <laughs> really in to finish this. So you know how. Um, human lifespans are getting longer and longer increasingly. Uh-huh. Yeah. Can you, what, what if we ever reach a point where humans live for hundreds and hundreds of years and our childhood eras or our childhood days are still considered to be like relatively old ages comparatively to how we experience life now? Mm. Does that mean when people reach the age of 90 
they still fucking bang on about how they're 90s kids. <laughs> oh. It'd be a new meaning to 90s kids, wouldn't it? Yeah. It would be, it would be. And I bet you get people who were, like, born in a... Like, like, like kids who uh, experienced what people would consider the 90s in, like, when they turned 102, mm. and yet they still say, oh, I was such a 90s kid. I, 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 I can't wait till 90s kids get dementia, so we'll just be <laughs> like, do you remember SpongeBob? Do you remember Doug? <laughs> <laughs> Only 90s kids will remember the Avengers 27. <laughs> just just having the bombs wiped by orderlies in the care home. And like, and like saying, that, oh, the first generation of Pokemon is the best one. And they're like, we, we don't care. We've got cybernetic implants that, and we all communicate wirelessly through our heads. We, we're all a hive mind now. We all experience each other's thoughts as and one their conglomerate. responsibility is to serve and make sure that the shit is wiped from the arses of this completely senile generation of Pokemon loving. Will Smith theme tune singing motherfuckers. Verbal discharge in your face. Verbal discharge with a master race. Verbal discharge and disgrace. We are racist. Verbal discharge. So, I think I think oh. you might have all heard recently about the latest Trump Obama Gate scandal oh, shit. Yeah. Um, a, a little quote here from Trump's Twitter: um, "Terrible. Just found out that Obama had my wires tapped in Trump Tower just before the victory. Nothing found. This is McCarthyism." Is it McCarthyism? Um, is it really Trump? No, not unless Obama was like accusing him of being a communist and then throwing him out of the country. Who knows? Um, obviously, we've we've all heard about that, and we've also heard that the kind of former head of was it head of defense, something like that. Before we move on, sorry, do you yeah? know what my favorite thing about Go that on. story was um, that Trump posted that he posted this four tweets yeah four yeah. tweets he then did yeah one of the tweets said this is bigger than reagan nixon yeah um sorry not reagan nixon, this is, yeah, yeah, yeah. nixon. this is bigger than watergate uh this is huge this is this is one of the biggest political standards I've ever been and then 20 minutes later he posted about the apprentice and i was like because clearly his attention span is so short that he can't he's just uncovered the biggest scandal of his political career he believes anyway not this political career is very long and Yet he can't stay focused on it for more than half an hour. He goes off because someone said nasty things about him on TV. What what was this? It, was this source for the wiretapping thing again? Was it for like from the Breitbart report? It was like it was supposed like straight like from the Breitbart report. Like you like, just read that and like and like said, I just found out that Obama was tapping my phone. He I didn't don't... actually provide any evidence with the, with his no. tweets. He yeah, just he said provided it. Provided no source. Um, whatsoever. Roger Stone, who supported him, also was like, "Oh, this is terrible," but not said anything about a source um but obviously here at verbal discharge we we oh no don't don't um so so we like we like to live in a realm of fantasy like the realm where donald trump is a beloved and successful president so I, I've, I've devised a little scenario that involves a container which is a hat that james lovingly provided for me mm. i've put some names into this hat um, we're good. The, the listeners of the show mm-hmm. are, are are also participating in this. Ooh. They're they're the NSA. They're listening. <laughs> okay. So we're living we're living in, in a world where um, Donald Trump was actually tapped by Obama, um, and we're li- we, the listeners are oh, listening <laughs> listening in to the private phone calls of Donald Donald Trump. So what I want you wonderful people to do, I want one person to be Donald Trump. Whoever wants to be Donald Trump, I'll do. All right. <laughs> I'll I'll do I'll do Donald Trump. Okay, so we've got a Donald Trump. Basically, what it is is this is a phone call between Donald Trump and this person. I want okay. you to act out how this phone call would go. Whilst Obama's wired. Whilst whilst it's being wired up. So, do you want to go first, Robbie? Yeah, can do. Okay. Just choose a choose a thing. What what have you got there? 
I've got J.K. Rowling. Oh, what? <laughs> oh, if only it was Piers Morgan on the other end. You don't have to do voices, but I'm interested as to how this would go as a so, phone call. Yeah, how do you do Screechy Scottish Woman? Um, I wrote a book! <laughs> Sorry, that was oh, it's a boy wizard! Um, <laughs> so am, am I just accusing yeah, J.K. You, Rowling so of why it's So you're me. ringing me, Donald Trump? Yeah, Donald Trump, Trump rings people. Yeah. Okay. He doesn't get Sh- it Shall I Skype you? Yeah, okay. Hello, is that is that J.K. Rowling? Oh, yes, it's J.K. Rowling! Hello! I just found out from Alex Jones that you've been using your wizard magic... To tap my phone, it's disgusting. Yeah, well, yes, that's something I've been doing, and I'm going to tweet about the results to Piers Morgan. And this, sorry, this voice is throwing me. <laughs> You're overrated. <laughs> that's that. That's us, maybe. But I sold lots of books, so it doesn't matter. Oh, I don't like you. You're a nasty woman. <laughs> this is really great. This is this is good. This, this is going well. Great comedy. <laughs> I don't like you. You're a nasty man. I'm fantastic. That's definitely how the phone call between. I was I was rather hoping that Robbie would get just I was going to give him Gerbil Steinfeld. Oh, I put yeah. I put Gerbil Steinfeld in there twice, Robbie, <laughs> so you could pick it out. That may yet happen. That may yet happen. Make it happen. I don't know. Does James want to do one? Yeah, absolutely. Okay. Okay. Do you I got Big Trump? Dad. I'll I'll take Donald Trump. Big Dad never had okay. a voice though. I can't even do a Donald Trump voice. This is this is a terrible terrible idea. Bring 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 bring. <laughs> I'm ringing you, Big Dad. Hello, it's me. Big Dad. <laughs> oh, tremendous. I've always wanted to talk to Big Dad. Uh, well, my, my, you can't tell anyone about it. It's a national secret. My identity can't be compromised. Now, Johnny Vegas. <laughs> Dad, I'm really big. I'm not Johnny Vegas. <laughs> big Dad. Big Dad. You sound a lot like you, Johnny Vegas, but without his catchphrases. You're a tremendous dad. <laughs> You're a tremendous dad to Big I'm not Johnny Vegas, I'm Big Dad. What would you say? I'm a dad, but a massive. I'm as big as a bus. I was always under the I was always under the impression that Big Dad was a hoax perpetrated by the Chinese. No. It's a hoax perpetrated. By people who don't like Johnny Vegas, who I'm not. <laughs> don't dispute my existence. I'm Big Dad. I'm massive. <laughs> the great thing is, there's no context for this. Nobody, unless, unless somebody watched what episode was it? Oh, it's, it's, yeah. This is a callback. Seventy something. The Adventures of Big Dad. Yeah, The Adventures of Big Dad, which was an episode in which we created Big it, 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 Big it, it, Bigfoot's it, Big Dad. It, it, it was the transmogrification of the Adventures of Big Dad. <laughs> can, 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 can we start again? Because I feel that we can definitely get more out of Big Dad and Trump. Like. Are you sure? Or just yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I kept breaking oh, it off by we just have laughing. A third person coming on the well, call. Shall, shall have I, a third person coming in on the call. Have a third person in. Yeah. Shall I? Shall I hang around as uh, as expert on Big Dad law? <laughs> Actually, um, Donald Trump and Big Dad have organised a a meet up at a pub now, and <laughs> two other people have joined in. It's a Skype group call, right? What do we have? Keith. Keith, who? And who else? And, uh, Just choose your favourite, Robbie. Choose one you can do. French guy. Oh, there we there go. We go. There we go. I mean, I mean, he can't even do that. But <laughs> <laughs> I can't do any voices. Okay. Right. So we're right. taking. So who have we got? We've, We've got, got Trump. Trump. 
Big Dad, Keith, and the French guy. Yeah. So I've invited you here today. Hello, I... hello Donald. I can't. Uh, it, it, it's a pleasure meeting you and Big Dad here, here at the pub. <laughs> Don't forget this French guy. <laughs> hello. Oh, oh, I am the fashionable elite. <laughs> I have just turned up with my scarf and my moustache. So uh, I think I, think I forgot my garlic. I must go. We've we've been waiting long enough. I am back. We're all here now. Donald Trump, why have you invited us here? Why well, do you need to meet Big Dad, a French guy, and Keith? <laughs> <laughs> well, I need some new members of my cabinet. I can't even keep this up. I need some tremendous new members for my cabinet. I'm going to call you the anti-China shock team. But... Why after all this time? I mean, last time we were all together was at the end of the 1990s. And what a great orgy that was. <laughs> I'm so glad we had that orgy. I'll always look back at the Polaroids and think, boy, oh boy, that really was a good fuck. <laughs> it was. <laughs> I remember. I Big remember. Dad, put your PG tips in my mouth. <laughs> Cue the heart music, because we're returning now. <laughs> returning to the present. <laughs> what a good orgy that was. Well, I hope that you're interested in giving me Big Dad uh, the Ministry of Defence seat, because Lord knows I'd do a better job than Mattis, who's doing it now. How much, <laughs> how much can you pay me? How much can I pay you? Yeah. I can pay you in two hours of intense Big Dad loving. Two hours? That's that's pretty decent, Donald. I think you should go for it. It'll be good. I'll cuddle you afterwards. <laughs> what about that's you, French decent. guy? Uh, I am, uh, I you say, uh, two weeks. Two weeks? Two weeks. Two weeks of loving? Uh, we. I don't know what you're doing here, French. I'm, I voted Brexit. <laughs> You you, uh, you should have disappeared back to where you came from oh, by now. I am, That's what we voted for. I am where I came from, and I am also where I did not come from. I, I think Brexit. I think Brexit has done a tremendous service to the British people. I think the Brexit is really good, and we need to get rid of these baguette munchers out from my pub. Get out of my pub! Oh wow, Bob Barbara Windsor's here as well. <laughs> I love the Carry On films. So here's a joke about me: two men walk into a bar. One of them's a, a giant beast. He's a creature. He's 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 some sort of humanoid-ish figure. He's he's freezing constantly. He's covered in fur, and no one really wants him. The man's name is Nigel Farage, and the other <laughs> one's me, Big Dad. <laughs> I do not get it. Who is this, Big Dad? It's me. I'm Big Dad. Oh, uh, who I'm, I'm is imagine, this? I'm imagining Big Dad like rolling down the table, and then Big Dad's like basically out the window, like but, 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 squatting. Yeah, it's, it's like it's peeking through the window. No, they've had to saw a hole in the top of the pub. <laughs> he's way <laughs> too big to like, actually fit in. He's looking down into the roof. They it's me, the Big Dad. Crayon. I'm as big as a bus. <laughs> big Dad. And behind the bar, just above the bar where the bartender's standing, there's a sign that says "No foreigners" or "Big Dad." <laughs> big Dad. That's I, the plural I of Big Dad. That's when he goes. New Zealand, it was big did. <laughs> big did. Big no, no big dad permitted entry on any business. <laughs> no. Oh, no bombs, no dogs, no big dads. If you want to see dick pics of the verbal discharge boys, then don't forget to find us on Twitter at verbdisradio. Uh, I added to my collection of mild celebrity anecdotes the other day. Yeah. Um, oh. 
you know when I got kicked in the, in the foot by Ken Loach? Yeah. yeah. Um, you know when I shook hands with John Hurt? Yeah. Yeah, uh-huh. yeah both in cinemas. Uh, I added one today, or yesterday, day before. Day before that, if you're listening to the podcast on the day it goes out. Even further back, if you all <laughs> listen to it after that. Um, I went to see Free Fire, which is Ben Wheatley's new film. Um, stars Killian Murphy and Michael Smilly, uh, Smiley and Brie Larson okay. and Charlie Copley. Um, and it's it's pretty good. It's pretty good. Uh, afterwards, I came out the home and I went downstairs to go and have a wee. And as I went into the toilet, a large man. So I, you know that awkward thing that happens when you're going into the toilet and sort of and you bump into Ross Kemp and and, <laughs> and, and, and a large man climbs through the door. <laughs> yes, you know when you're you're pushing the door open and someone's pulling the door from the other side. And he's oh, yeah. like, oh, oh, yeah. who goes through first. And it was no. Dwayne the Rock Johnson. <laughs> yeah. I was almost... No Did way. he hold the door um, open for you and say, you're welcome? <laughs> Fuck yeah, I'm going <laughs> to say that! <laughs> <laughs> what can I say except... Uh, no, he... So, yeah, opens the door. And who should I see but Ben Wheatley, the director of the film I just watched. What? Yeah. Really? Yeah, opening the door for me. Or I then wait for him to come out. And I thought I should say something like, love the film, Ben. <laughs> but I didn't. <laughs> didn't say anything? No, I just sort of looked and went, that's Ben, for, that's ben Wheatley. And it took me a second to like, process for, from, that guy looks a bit like Ben Wheatley to, that guy looks like, be- that guy is Ben Wheatley. Um, did, did, did he do the, did he do the, the Home Alone the face and go, Ben Wheatley? <laughs> did, yeah, slap my cheeks <laughs> Um And then Joe Pesci came and I dropped an eye on Ben Wheatley. Uh, and he's now dead. <laughs> how, how is the film? Definitely how, could how, not how survive it, it. How does the film hold up? I like it. It is basically a 70-minute shootout. Is it his best? No. No, it's still killing sightseers. Um, it just yeah. seems like, wasn't as good as kill this, Ben. But nice one for you, mate. It's still, it's still good. It's still, I still like it. That was one film I saw. That was just an anecdote. That's just an anecdote. Before that, I saw another film. Oh, really, Ross? Yes. Oh. I know. You saw another film before this one. I know. I know. What is this? Fancy that. What is this? And... Robbie's letterboxed account? At Squidgy Goat? <laughs> 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 I saw A Cure for Wellness. Yeah. Oh, okay. Have... Oh, that looks really good, actually. Okay. Uh, is it not? I've heard very mixed things about a cure for wellness. I, I think very, very mixed things about cure for wellness. <laughs> I like it, but it is nuts. Um, it is, at the same time, terrible and fantastic. It's sort of, it's it's all these different things. It's, it's a very unusual film. Um, and... I'm sort of disappointed that one of you is actually looking forward to seeing it because I was going to spoil everything about it oh. in hopes that no one was going to definitely keep going. How, how much can you can you not spoil? Um, well, that's kind of the point of the thing. I was going to spoil everything. Um, oh, what right. I'd done is I'd written two versions of scenes that are in Cure for Wellness. Oh, okay. And I was going to make you guess which one is the real one. Oh, yeah. Right. Okay. Can we do that? I still that still yeah. sounds fun. Okay. Unless James um, is really opposed. I'll skip the last one, which is the end of the film. Right. Uh, <laughs> I'll, skip, I'll skip the actual twist ending, because, but it is, it is something I want to talk about at some point. Well, I say twist. It's just <laughs> it's it's ridiculous. Um, is it directed by M Night Shyamalan? No, it's di- <laughs> it's directed by Gore Verbinski, which is like who made the Pirates of the Caribbean movies. Which, which is an ironic joke but, to make right now because uh, the last M Night Shyamalan film was actually quite good. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. The last two films have actually been all right. Yeah. What was this um, one before Split? The Visit, which is the first hour is terrible. The second hour is pretty great. Oh, is that the one with the kids who go and do the visit with the parents, and one of them's like, "Oh, clean the oven," and one uh, of them yeah. does. Yeah, he's like, Get what a story. Oven. And that, that is my entire retelling of plot point A through Z. <laughs> just, just, a, just a film about children cleaning an oven. 
and nothing else. So, None of them get trapped in the oven. It just gets clean. It's very nice. The plot of A Cure for Wellness is that Dane DeHaan is a top businessman. Uh-huh. Uh, he recently oh, oh. closed the Reynolds account, apparently. Oh. Uh, so, Jordan, what was the Reynolds account? They never explained it in the film. Um, it was something de- de- dark, deep, buried quite, quite viciously on my Google Chrome in incognito mode. Um, twenty four ninety nine a month. Let's not talk. <laughs> let's not talk about anything else. I think I know what you mean. Um, crushing dot net. <laughs> <laughs> no, no one Google that. <laughs> yeah, don't Google crushing it. I'm, it's, I'm it's assuming pretty... it's a thing when people step let's, on let's, animals. Let's, let's, not, let's, not, let's, not, let's not go any further. <laughs> um, Into my subscription. So, Dane Han, top businessman. He is told that his boss has gone to a retreat for rich people, like a okay. sort of a health retreat, sort of a, a glorified health spa, mm-hmm. uh, which is very much water-based as all of these therapy things. Uh, and his boss went months ago and hasn't come back. And Dane DeHaan is sent to go and get his boss back from this creepy spa run by Jason Isaacs. Right, okay. Mm. Okay. So that, that's a basic setup. It takes about half an hour to get to that point because the film is two and a half hours long. But if um, it's a creepy spa, like, uh, is the lighting not fixed? Is the neon sign outside yeah. advertising it? Where else are people going to go on holiday in Wales to get to get <laughs> creepy spa? I'm referring to the shop called Spa. Yeah, no, S P A R. I got it. Never mind. I got it. James, I don't get it. Can you explain? That? It's it's exactly the same color scheme, but instead of saying spa, it just has like death written on it. <laughs> um, Nothing to see here. Still tills. So like, the, 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 the P isn't illuminated, so it says SAR, as in SARS, as in the disease SARS. <laughs> Whereas that like, outbreak in, um, in East Asia in the early 2000s. So, number one, right, okay. There's a scene at the start of the film in which Dane DeHaan is being told this information and he has to, and being told to go to uh, go and find his boss. Okay. In order for, to bring the boss back to sign some big piece of paperwork in order to go through some massive deal or blah, 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 blah. Mm-hmm. Um, the so wait, business, that, that's why he's rescuing him. So that he, not, not out of a genuine oh, concern yeah, yeah. for his well being, but so we can get him to sign some paperwork yeah. and close a deal. They we need, need to close the Reynolds account. Come back to, to get him to close a deal, otherwise the company will go under and they'll lose, lose their jobs. Right. Okay. Um, oh, I guess it's that's like, kind of Yeah, it's a big sort of big deal and he hasn't been here for like six months he's been in the spa and I haven't heard a word from him since in all that time he's been gone okay so number one there's a scene in which Dane DeHaan is in a business meeting about to be told this they're talking about business mm-hmm. in the meeting there's a white man a black man and a lady a white lady we all walk into a, a bar um, what a PC group of business men and woman <laughs> so that's a setup which of these two things happens does A out of nowhere, they're just talking about business generally. The lady says, we're bankrupt now, and it's all your fault, you ever-looping bucket of shit. <clears throat> or, out of nowhere, does the lady say, have you ever had a 12-inch black cock rammed up your ass? Is it B? What are we saying? What are we saying? Uh, the, 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 the last one seems a little bit too specific. Yeah, so. the, the last one, B with the 12-inch black cock, seems a bit... Like, like, there's no reason for it to be in there. It, it That's exactly why I chose it. Cause well, a... No, no it, I, my assumption is Robbie's thrown as a red herring and he's given us one that's so glaring that we would assume... Look at his smug little face! <laughs> so no my, one can see this, but he's just sat there. Is, given that they're in a business meeting, it's just bad writing and one of them just says this businessy thing. So I'm going to go for A. Have you ever been to a business meeting, James? Everyone just talks about big black cocks all the time. <laughs> Wait, you... there was a business meeting I was in. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's that's the... the Reynolds account. That's what she's talking about. <laughs> I thought that was the big black cock enthusiast quarterly get together. <laughs> yeah, it, 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 was, it, was a, it was a meeting for that business. Yeah. 
So what they do is like yeah, they sit you down and then Jordan Reynolds rests his big black guy yeah. on your shoulder. <laughs> is, what, what do you mean that's the business? It's like Cock Enterprise. It's big black cock limited. It's the BBC. <laughs> <laughs> you pay a licence fee yeah. so that Jordan can come in and pay, whip out. You pay £175 <laughs> a year and I'll shove there. my dick up your ass. That means you also get really aggressive. Don't say Robbie say long chocolate member. <laughs> <laughs> Don't think you can fucking get away with that. <laughs> I'd have nobody notice. Do you also get really aggressive and in your face like the actual BBC licensing men do? Well, I, I You're not paying for this big black cock. You're I came receiving this, this big black cock free of charge. That anus in there I can see through the window is capable of receiving a big black cock. On the detective You're pirating vans. this big black cock. On the detective vans that drive around searching for big black cocks. Like a vision. <laughs> Just looking for like the be- next big star. Yeah. It's not actually trying to catch you out is like just like, just like knock on your door and open it he's like do you have a big black cock like, no he's like he's, he's like very clearly holding something behind your back it's just a big black cock behind your back it's <laughs> just peeking over your shoulder you haven't concealed a man as well behind you there's not even a man attached it, it's, it's just disembodied yeah. <laughs> the I, TV. I, I like the idea that the cock is so big that, that he's on the other side of the room and you're still holding the head he's in Greece like, he's gone this is, this that, is that's co- not a big black cock that's a big leviathan cock <laughs> that's massive um, that's the correct answer that, is it yeah Yay! the lady says have you ever had a 12 inch black cock up your ass and, and in a business they? meeting, uh, and Dana Han just looks at her and then sort of shakes his head, uh, and then <laughs> then she says, "Prison." What? Oh Jesus Christ! Yeah. It's a prison rape joke. Yeah, just like in prison. Top Cat Begins or whatever yeah. it was, <laughs> which has a prison rape joke. Well, it it does. As a prison rape Top joke. Cat, Top Cat the movie ends with a prison rape joke. <laughs> um, really? Yeah. <laughs> which which is mentioned on an early episode of Verbal Discharge episode, and then Robbie edits it in something. Question two. Basically, the entire way through the film, Dane Hag keeps finding eels from the moment he arrives in his health spa. Oh, just you d- everywhere. You just, do? Yeah. Yeah. But sort of, there's a bit where, like, he's just in the bath and he sees loads of eels in the bath. Fuck there's you. a bit where he looks down the drain, there's loads of eels down the drain. Who, who, who do you think the health spa was for? It's clearly for eels. <laughs> What's he it. doing there? There's one line in it- which Jason Isaacs says that eels normally live for 10 years huh. whereas in the waters around this place they live for 40 years that's why there's so many eels was and that's the only explanation we get as to why there's eels everywhere that's, that's was it just it's... like a typo on the promotional material it's actually the cure for eelness yeah. <laughs> I hope this it's like, it's, it's like the, these eels live up to 40 that's why you see so many middle aged eels with receding hairlines <laughs> and like the, the, the spending all the savings on nice cars do any big black eels ever get rammed <laughs> off anyone's ass or? it's interesting you should ask that not a pen- ass but perhaps into mouths um so number two about halfway through the film dane dehan is in this this tub he's in this sort of it's like a, a therapy self spa thing he's like he's got to lie back and just sort of accept with oh, the tap seals and a load of eels get into the tank and start attacking him <laughs> oh no <laughs> they're, they're electrocuting right which of the following happens <laughs> a dane Han is totally fine and nothing happens to him b 
Dane DeHaan drowns and dies because the doctor's too busy wanking over a nurse's <laughs> undulating tits. B again. Yeah, that's got to be B. It's got to be B. It's, it's B. That <laughs> Why? Why does that happen? I don't know. I was wondering this. Wait, Wait so no, he sorry. He fucking dies. He's pronounced dead. Sorry, sorry. It's the nurse. And he's like, fine like 10 minutes later. I've got more questions. Yeah, go on. Was the nurse in the room or was it just like a picture of the nurse? So, or was Dane he masturbating to the thought of the nurse? Did the nurse is, have a big black cock? He's <laughs> doing it through a hole in his pocket. Dane DeHaan so, like, is in, quite in this sort of tub and there's like a window looking through and Jason Isaac says like just tap on the glass if you've got any problems. There's one guy sat here waiting, watching you the whole time. He'll be like 20 minutes and he'll be out. Um, and then just as they, all the ewes get into attack Dane DeHaan. <laughs> but unfortunately the clock walks... was made of eels. <laughs> <laughs> so, so there's no telling how long he was in there. <laughs> <laughs> just the second hand is an eel that keeps flopping back. So it's like, it's like, how long has it been now? And the clock just fall, like, turns the eels and just falls to the ground. It's like, shit! <laughs> it's been ten hours! <laughs> um, but in walks a nurse, this sort of weird-looking nurse with no expression on her face. Mm-hmm. And she walks in, she just sort of undoes her, her, her top. So just sort of, she's got these breasts exposed, and just underneath, like her chest area is sort of wobbling and vibrating and undulating. All right. Um, and the guy just sort of takes out his pants. He he has a has a bit of a little um, a Tommy tank. time. Yeah. <laughs> a bit of a, uh, a bit of a Sherman. A bit, a bit yes. of a Sherman. Yes. A so 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 basically, she's got like dead or alive boob physics. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, she, she's not moving anywhere, but just bounce up and down. No, it's sort of the area underneath is sort of oh. wobbling and more like her belly. Yeah. More more, more yeah. like no, it's sort of like that that more, sort of area between. More like oh. the uh, the the scarabs the from sort of, from the, the mummy. Sort of mid- Rim. Yeah, the, yeah, the sort of midriff area is the the the, the centre torso. Yeah, I'm, it, I'm not sure of the actual biological. It looks the, like, the lumbar. It yeah. looks like sort of wave physics in like a PS2 game. <laughs> <laughs> they're always constantly looping. Yes, yeah, because constantly they haven't worked looping. out how to do anything more than one animation yet. <laughs> um, that's she, what it looks like. She, she's got like a, a gif of that yeah. some waves attached to her chest. But that happens, yeah. And he has a bit of a wank, and Bainhan dies as a result. And no. like the the thing goes through and he's dead, uh, and then ten minutes later he wakes up and he's fine. Little do oh. we know, if if human beings ceased all masturbation, no one would ever die. Yeah. That's true. That's true. Yeah. That's true. Number three. So Dane DeHaan is in a car driving away. Uh, he's in the back. There's a guy driving in the front uh-huh. um, because he's rich and he pays people to drive for him. Uh, a deer hits the car while he's driving away from the facility. Do we a see a close up of Dane DeHaan? Followed by another close-up of the CGI deer screaming and crying. <laughs> I'm assuming it's that one. I'm assuming wait, it's wait, that wait. one. Do we B hear or see the deer hit the car as taken away from the facility? Do we then see a close-up of the deer, which now has Dane DeHaan's face? Oh, it's going to be fucking. Oh crazy. shit! Now this is a harder one. Uh, so what are we saying? Oh. What is 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 the, is the deer screaming like a man or like a deer? It's it's just screaming. Yeah. Just like, ah! Oh, God! <laughs> my legs! Oh, my legs! I can't it's feel my it's legs! It's like, it's sort of, sort of dry. He's like, oh, I'm gonna die. <laughs> <laughs> you pan out to the big black cock so On it, his shoulder. Yeah. <laughs> is it a discernibly human scream? Kind of. Oh, it's, that makes it harder now. Is it the Wilhelm scream? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but the deer falls off a ledge and goes, oh! <laughs> um, I'm gonna go for A this time. Okay, I'm, I want to go for A. Okay, I think I've got to agree. I think it's A. It's A. It's A. Oh, a. there is a close-up of a deer screaming and crying when it hits the car, like a human, or it's just like sort like of like a general scream. Like goes, a general deer oh scream. no! <laughs> um, question four: Dane DeHaan is in his little room in the the health office, as you were saying. Yeah, and he hears the toilet whirring, so he goes to have a look. 
Okay, which happens? Does he A, tilt the sli- handle slightly and the whole thing stops and nothing creepy happens? Like, he just he just sort of adjusts the angle, the um, the handle the flush is at and it's just everything stops. Or does he B, lift the lid off the toilet... It's an See, eel. it's full of eels. <laughs> His assistant full of eels. Oh, he then looks down the toilet bowl. That's also full of eels. But, but, but the problem is like, there's your problem. Calling <laughs> <laughs> a plumber, Dane Dehan rips the toilet clean off the wall and screams whilst looking down the pipes, which are full of eels. B. Which happens? B. I'm going for B. I think I'm going to go for B as well. B sounds plausible. Beal. <laughs> Both happen. Really? Both happen. Oh, is it a fake uh, out the first, first time? time? Yeah. And yeah. Out, Fucking stops. shitty Second jump time. scare horror tactics that I hate. Hey, let's put a fake jump scare in and then put an actual one in because that hasn't been done it's before. Not a real jump scare. What did you throw across the room there, Jordan? What was that? Jordan just hurled a bit of plastic across <laughs> the room. It's fine. It's not <laughs> even a jump scare though. It's just a load of eels in the toilet. <laughs> oh, I'm spooked. Sir. That's <laughs> scary does, to does, me. Does it play the sort of jump scare sound? It's like. Doom. When see the eels, every kind of debt collection company has their own way of doing it. When the B, when the B, you don't pay the TV license, the BBC man comes around to your door. When you don't play the big black cock license, they just put a load of eels in your toilet. <laughs> <laughs> just as an intimidation it, it, tactic it's, it's, it's just really petty but just come around to your house yeah. and just prank you yeah. <laughs> I like it as a, as a sort of like Shvata Pete's type fucking like, like put anusol in your toothpaste like, well you haven't paid the license so we're going <laughs> to sneak into your house in the dead of night we're going to fill your cistern with eels move everything slightly to the left <laughs> and turn your shoes into different sizes like a bit in Emily <laughs> as a tradition put salt in your whiskey <laughs> <laughs> Uh, number five, Dane DeHaan takes, there's there's a creepy girl that's always at the facility. Uh, everyone else at the facility is really old and sort of rich. Then there's this one weird looking girl who wanders around in like in the nighty and is sort of very softly spoken and da, da, da. she's maybe like 17-ish, I don't know. Um, a creepy girl called Hannah. Um, so Dane DeHaan takes the creepy girl down to the nearby town, um, which is the, the spars right up in the mountains, um, mm-hmm. somewhere in Switzerland, by the Alps probably. And there's one little town nearby, and the villagers all hate people from there. And they take them down. He takes them down. Three of the following five happen. Which? Okay. So three of the following five. Yeah. Jesus. Right. So change the format slightly. <clears throat> so, nice. Uh, number <laughs> one, he buys the girl her first ever beer. She doesn't like it, so he leaves to go and watch a man kill a cow for machete. I'm sure, I'm sure that's one of them. That's, uh... Dane DeHaan, on crutches... Tries to ride a horse because <laughs> <laughs> he's on he's on crutches the entire time, and that's actually my favorite thing about the film is that. He, so when he's drowning in the eel tank, is he on crutches as well? When the car, yeah, when the car crashes, he breaks his leg, so he spends the entire film on crutches. Oh, uh, which God. means that there's bits where he has to look really quietly, uh, quietly sneak up behind people or sort of creep around this creepy facility, and he can't because the crutches are making this really loud sound the whole time. Mm. Um, or he can't run away from people properly so he oh, sort of breaks down through the horror film sort of thing just by having him on crutches the entire time um, but yeah so Dane hands on crutches he tries to ride a horse the horse kicks him off and he breaks his other leg oh. and he says <laughs> that's gotta be one Charlie I really <laughs> hope that happens and then he looks the hand turns to the camera and goes it's a living <laughs> <laughs> he looks at the camera and he says I guess now I have a matching pair <laughs> <laughs> As he lies in agony, and a farmer comes over. Wait, to help is that him. an actual part of the? Of I don't. You're gonna have to tell me. You're gonna have to tell <laughs> right, me. Right. Okay. Okay. Um, so the third one, the authorities arrest him for a bar fight he has with some of the locals. Instead of charging him for the crime and sentencing him, they force him to have dental surgery without anaesthetic. I'm sure that's one. 
the next one. The girl goes into the public bathroom where he watches a girl fill a bin in, with toilet roll covered in a period blood. Yeah, I feel like that's... That's, that's, yeah, that's, that's that, got to be one. That's so definitely I, I it. Think, wait, and there there's one more. There's one more. Okay. Dane Han is really hungry and buys the girl food. They both end up eating a burger, but when it's in Dane DeHaan's mouth, we discover it was an eel all along. <laughs> Uh, I, I, I don't think we're going to do the, the eel thing again. Yeah, no, that's um, an overused trope. Oh, no, no. The whole thing is two hours of Dane Dan looking uh. at eels. <laughs> the film. Um, so, and also, another thing that happens in those two hours is I think the one yeah. where he breaks his other leg. Okay. That's, that's got to be one. So, so does, saying, he, does he fall off a horse? You're saying he falls off a horse and he breaks I, his I, I, I think the, uh, the buying a beer and then seeing a cow getting killed by a machete, I think that's one. Yeah, okay. I, I feel yeah. the cow with the machete is one. Yeah. Um, the cow's holding the I feel breaking his legs one. I know. Mm-hmm. Uh, my assumption is the period blood one because that sounds yeah. like the sort of thing that a director or a writer would put in that film, That's thinking, right. "Yeah, this is symbolic." Menstruation is yeah. scary, and we can embody that on screen. Yep, those you're right on two of those. the The period thing is very much true. Yeah, yep. there is from that moment on that sort of comes out of nowhere. Watching a girl fill the the to- fill a bin with period blood. Nice, um, a whole and, bin. Yeah. Oh yeah. No, the bin was bins overstuffed. Was it like a like a wheelie bin for? <laughs> Bit, How long bit. has she been there? That's a good Tw- question. 20, more than her body can possibly um, hold. She's got a wide From set vagina and a heavy flow. Just stuff a wad up there and like sort of... Stuff wad. a wad up there? Yeah, bun- Stroking like a ma- spoken like a man. Bunch up a bunch of toilet paper around your fish. Stick it up Around your fish? Your fish. Like, the eel? Waddle, waddle to a co-op. She'll be fine. <laughs> Welcome to the cure for wellness. Um, new range of tampons. Eel tampons. Got eels wrapped in cotton. We've, we've got eels wrapped in yarn. No, just Soak eels. up all your periods. Come eels. on down to Dave DeHaan's Eel Warehouse. Yeah. We've got all the eels. We've got all sizes of eels at Dave DeHaan's Eel Warehouse. A giant <laughs> leech you wrap around the, the rim of your vagina and it just... <laughs> Fills like a colonoscopy bag. We have Tempex eels. We have toilet eels. We have burger eels. Come on down. Um, the other one you're right on is she buys the girl the first beer and then he, she doesn't like it, so he leaves to go and watch a man kill a cow with a machete. I'm assuming yeah. the other right one's the dental surgery one. The de- yes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So it's not him. Yeah. I, I didn't know. I didn't know if the movie was above him actually saying to the camera, "It's a matching pair." Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> made that up. Oh, um, <laughs> see that makes me not the... want to see the film. <laughs> that, that that more struck me as a as a very clear Robbie joke. <laughs> yeah, the authorities yet yeah, arrest him for a bar fight. Um, instead of charging for a crime, they see his tooth falling out. So they make him have complicated dental surgery without anaesthetic. Really? Yeah. Oh Christ! And it's one of these things you look at and you say, "I know that's horrible for Dane DeHaan's character, <laughs> um, but I don't feel any pain at all." <laughs> um, so, number six. Jason Isaacs forces an eel into Dane DeHaan's mouth. Does he A, wait for him to poop it back out, or B, oh, no. wait for uh, force a water pipe into Dane DeHaan's mouth with eels in it, and for and wait for him to pee the water in the pipe with the eels back out? Oh Jesus! Christ. Whoa! Like yeah, both of those are pretty. Can we go for? So I'm going one for... of those is definitely in the film. Yes, Jesus. I'll go yeah. for. I'll go for B. Although I don't know how he's going to pee an eel out, but I'm. I, I don't know. See, it's the it's the water he wants to pee him back out. The the water the eels have been in. Oh right. Has, has anybody seen the film uh, The Island when uh, Ewan, uh, Sean Bean puts like these sort of weird little nanite drones into Ewan McGregor's eye, and then later he has to basically like pass those little drones out through his urethra? Yes. Yeah. Made me think of that bigger, or like, um, like passing a kidney stone, but it's shaped like an eel and it's 
an eel. Yeah. <laughs> and it, it's shaped like an eel. It looks like an eel. It's an eel. It's an eel. Oh, oh, I've got, got them like kidney eel. eels. Like too, but it's a breakfast <laughs> cereal. <laughs> You'll never get my eely crisp. <laughs> 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 is, is there a payoff with the eel? Is, 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 is that like the twist? Is like the whole thing like... Is it, oh, Dead of the Hand was an eel all along. appearances of eels like add up into some big overarching narrative climax and you're like oh no, of course no, no they just the at the end were the murderer the entire time sort of in fact no, in course, the credits but... every single eel is credited by name yeah. <laughs> Tommy the eel yeah. and Keith the eel. Mark and they're all played by Bruce Willis yeah. <laughs> no, right right at the end Dave DeHanza is, is, is riding home at, the, at night on the bus and he's playing the accordion and he's going when the moon hits your eye like <laughs> a big pizza, pizza pie and he turns to the camera and goes that's a more eel uh, <laughs> and then and then it all sort of circles in on him like the end of a Looney Tunes cartoon yeah. and he winks the correct answer was that Jason Isaacs forces him to pee the water back out wow what about the eels forcing eels into his mouth I don't know it doesn't really explain what happens to the eels that go into his mouth does digest them I assume so then slime now number seven was I was going to spoil the end of the film James are you are you go on we've come this far we've come this far so I'm going to give you some of the details, uh, the details we're given before the plot twist comes. Oh, boy. And I want you to try and guess what the twist is. Right, okay. okay. So, Jason Isaacs runs this creepy health spa. Okay. Um, the health spa is built on a spot where 200 years ago, a baron was oh. trying to cure his wife, okay. who was also his sister. Who was baron? And, yes. Was she baron? Yes. <laughs> yeah. <Who>, wow. <laughs> she initially said she had a mysterious illness, but then it turns out that... She was infertile. Bar- Baron, 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 and Lady Baron. Yeah, I <laughs> he... bet a lot of bants were had with the Baron friends about yeah. that. It's really funny. The memes like, coming out. Isn't it ironic? <laughs> uh, so he finds a cure. Uh, the Baron finds a cure for um, infertility. Mm-hmm. But then the entire town is burnt down, and all evidence of this is lost. All evidence of the cure is lost. All people that. All people knew was it was something to do with the water in that town, which makes eels live 20 years longer. This is the exact location the facility was built on. These are the information we're given. What is the twist? Bearing in mind, Dane DeHaan's in this place, and there's loads of old people there that have been living there for ages, and then there's a creepy girl as well. Dana DeHaan is possessed by the spirit of the eel baron. Right, there's got to be... It is I, the eel baron. (laughs) There's got to be, because you didn't explain a reason why he had to piss out the eel water. Yeah. So my assumption would be that there's there's something that eels are doing to the water, and by the people being there, they're drinking the water, and it's doing a thing for them. Yeah. D- did the cure have something to do with eel water? the eels, I assume? There's cure for fertility? Yeah. Oh, it comes from that wa- comes from the water. The eels actually have nothing to do with it. The eels just live there. Right, oh. I thought so, I thought so. So, that- the, so the eels having a long lifespan is a byproduct of the water. Is, yeah. is the, right, yeah. so my assumption is that by getting him to drink the water and then piss it out again, is yeah. he distilling some yes. sort of... Yeah, exactly, yeah. ...essential essence of the cure? Yeah. That's about... Yeah, as, that's, that's it, about that's the cure. Cl- that was the cure piss. that they found. Eel piss. Yeah. <laughs> the, cure was, the cure is piss? Yes. Are you are you deadly serious? That is the cure for wellness. The cure for wellness is piss. Eel water piss. Yep. I'm so, I'm so confused. You're still though. missing what, a big detail. What's what's can the I, cure for? Can I, can I can I make a retrospective eel joke? Go on. Um, all, all the eels that are created um, at the end of a film. Uh, one of them stood alongside Hugh Jackman in the film Eel Steel. Shut your <laughs> fucking <laughs> hell, Eddie the Eel. No. 
<laughs> of a huge Hackman film. Wheel of Green. Oh, no. Uh, no. X-Men Origins. <laughs> the future eels. Um, so do you want to know the twist? Australia eel. Jason Isaac. Jason Isaacs, who runs the facility, was the Baron all along. Okay. Oh, uh, what? And, and he's been drinking the piss water and he's living forever. Yes. Uh, no, seriously. Yes. Seriously. Yes. What the fuck? So the twist is Jason Isaacs yeah. also plays uh, Draco Malfoy's dad. In, yeah. Uh, and, and also the, the Grand the grand Inquisitor in Star Wars Rebels. Mm. Um, his whole thing, he's, he's an immortal Baron who saves a life by drinking yale piss. Yep. Well, what a premise. Yeah, so he was... Imagine was... this film being fucking pitched. But you... So wait, <laughs> you... so he, need, he, he, he was <laughs> going to drink Dana's piss. Of um, sorry. He, was gonna, he, he wanted to drink Dana's piss. That's why he was making him... Yeah, and he, this is why he keeps all these old people here. Uh, they sort of live forever because they keep drinking this piss. Ah. Um, but they still feel ill because he's poisoning them, essentially, so they stay there. But So Jason Isaacs does all of this, and then... The reason, do you know, can you guess the reason he's doing it? The reason he's staying alive? The reason he wants to do this? Because he wants to build a new breed of super eels, <laughs> all of which have incredible it, piss powers. Like one of them has a hyper concentrated some... piss beam that can soar through solid steel. <laughs> <laughs> hyper concentrated <laughs> piss beam. <laughs> Episode name! <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, it has something to do with the creepy girl. Uh, is, is 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 that either his wife or his his, his, his the daughter Ooh. he never had? Yes, it's the daughter. It's the daughter that the wife died in childbirth as the thing oh, was being born, burnt down two hundred years ago. And because the girl has been brought up on this water and drunk nothing else, she's aged really, really slowly. Was was um, a- actually was the uh, uh, was the first uh, first beer um, um, you got for uh, Foster's? It tastes like piss. I appreciate Um, that. Little did you know that drinking Foster's gives you eternal life. It is eel piss. There was basically the big confrontation team between Jason Isaacs and Dane DeHaan. In runs the creepy girl who's having a first period and just bleeding everywhere. And she goes, look at me, look what's happening to me. Look at me, daddy. And then (laughs) Jason Isaacs looks at him, gets really excited, grabs her, whisks her off to a specially built cave. Which he built in order Come to the period cave <laughs> <laughs> In order to rape her The day she had a Whoa. period Oh Yeah um, So Dane DeHaan gets down there Manages to get down there Just in time Just as just There's a really Like the, the creepy scene in the film Is Jason Isaac Sort of ferreting about Down there Breaking her hymen um, with Oh his my god Yeah that's, that, that bit is horrible um, But then Dane DeHaan gets down there Just as he's finished um, <laughs> just as he's finished. So it's like like when you fucking like when you can't wipe your bum when you're little. When you get when you get your parents, I'm, I'm finished. I'm finished. <laughs> <laughs> Why was that such an immediate frame of reference? <laughs> when was the last time you did that? Yesterday. <laughs> um, so Jane Dan gets down just in time, just as Jason Isaacs is unzipping and he's about to. Oh Jesus Christ! Yeah, he's about to happened. put his his eel in his her big black cock. Yeah. Um, is it, wow, it's really come full circle, hasn't it? <laughs> yeah. um, so then Dane DeHaan attacks him, and Jason Isaacs peels off his face, and it's revealed that he was an eel all along! Really? really? Yes! Really? Jason no, Isaacs was wasn't. an eel! Fuck no, off. he wasn't. He genuinely was! No, no, you're not. You're lying, Robbie. You're lying, Robbie. No, he wasn't. You're lying! You're lying! He can't have been an eel! 
Are you deadly? Are you fucking serious? Eels don't have hands. Eel. Eels don't have hands. Slap pulls his mask off. It's, it's like Jason Isaacs' body with an eel head. It's like waving. Like Earthworm Jim. Wait, like Earthworm Jim, but an eel. How does his face peel off? It's to reveal an eel. There's a bit early in the film where you see like flap of his skin. No, Ben. He then peels like the, his forehead off, and he peels it. He's got like an eel's face <laughs> with you. Jason Isaacs' face sort of super elements on. He's like a nose and a mouth oh, and eyes. So what do they do? What so, do they do? Like, what, what? Most of his skin is still sort of he's still sort of mostly in his skin suit. But he's like this massive eel. So, <laughs> so what happens next? What happens next? What, do, they, so, do, they, do they fight? So yeah, they have a, they have a fight and like. Dane Hunt sort of beats him with like a crowbar, um, and but of course he's an eel, so the crowbar just kind of like slides, slides off awfully <laughs> on his <laughs> Try, kind of turgid flesh. So whoa, you slippery bugger! He comes out of the skin suit. He hasn't got any bones. <laughs> he's just flopping on the floor. He's <laughs> fucking drowning in air. He's out flopping on the floor, and Dane Hunt's like, "This will be easy." He grabs you, <laughs> straight out of. Chaz and Dave come along and pickle him and eat him. It's like 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 trying to uh, what the fuck? Like, like like trying to grab a bar of soap you've already. The problem is no, no no like we're we're sitting here we're making these jokes and we're laughing but the film has got us this far. This is real. This, this is, is a real, real film. film. It was in cin- It's just left cinemas from the director of Pose to the Caribbean. Come on, tell us what happens. Keep so, going. So yeah, um, he's an eel. He has a fight, and I the whole facility sort of burns down as a result of this fight. Um, and like, did you have like a flame enchanted yeah. crowbar or no I think it's already began to burn down by now oh, right. he's done something oh, yeah. that's led it to burn down and it's sort of that's why there's all this tension getting down there in time he gets the girl out of there um, but Dane DeHaan just no sorry Jason Isaacs the eel just Jason Isaacs trained Shakespearean Jason actor. Isaacs is the eel Jason, <laughs> this is a film which Jason Isaacs is a 300 year old eel who wants to rape his daughter <laughs> this film who got wrote made. this? Who wrote this? Robbie, Robbie, please, please tell me that's in your letterbox review. Please tell me that line's in your letterbox review. <laughs> Jason um, Isaacs is a 300 year old here that wants to rape his daughter. 11 out of 10. <laughs> Based on the original story by Gore Verbinski. Um, and then who's the director of Pirates of the Caribbean? What the um, fuck? Oh and my then he has some hat come in and write it for him. Oh my fucking Jesus God. fucking Christ. Yeah. How, how much did they have to pay that writer? And how many writers did they go through? Like, well, thank, thanks for coming along today, Mr. Mr. Ghostwriter. Um, so, what basically, I've got this idea. It's for a really exciting story. And he's like, yeah. So, it's about a man. He's going going to a facility where his boss has been for a few months. And he's like, yeah, liking the sound of this. <laughs> and it turns out the boss man who runs somewhere. the yeah. facility. Is a three hundred year old eel who wants to rape his daughter. <laughs> yes, and then he and then he stands up and he goes, "Not for me, thanks." <laughs> and he leaves, and that happens four more times that day until they finally find a juicy enough sap who'll fucking actually commit but to that's it. That's looking at. I think the writer's something like forty odd years old, and this is like the second thing he's written. So clearly, he's been floating on Hollywood for ages trying to get projects. That he wasn't have. even paid with money; he was paid and with exposure. Yeah, is that on the side of the road in Hollywood? Like, is one of those people who's he's moved to Hollywood? Think if we could chase the dream, yeah. and make it to the top, and just end up living on the streets. He's on the side of the road, it's like, like swinging his screenplay about. He goes, "Please buy my screenplay about a three hundred year old eel who rapes his daughter." Oh, he's, he's, Please, he's, I'm gonna keep throwing stuff at cars and going. Nah! <laughs> <laughs> or he's holding up like a cardboard sign on a busy intersection that says, "We'll write eel stories for food." <laughs> 
<laughs> Before then, it was just a normal story about a guy who goes to a facility, sort of slightly creepy, but then this writer comes in and says, do you know what I think could improve this film? <laughs> eel rape. You know what eel we rape. need? Let's bring this fucker full circle. 300-year-old eel raping his daughter. So Come does, on. Does Dana defeat eel, man? Um, kind of, yeah. I think he survives, but he gets out of there in time. Um, with um, the imagine reading, reading the treatment for this story. Yeah. Like, imagine, imagine pitching this fucking story. Yeah, I what was the, the slug two and a half hours long. We've already well. got the slug line. We've already got the total <laughs> line. The slug line is an eel line. line. Yeah. Oh. Uh, there we go. Just beat you to it. All of us are going to make that joke. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that's that's the cure for wellness. Well, that sounds appealing. Yeah, appealing. Yeah. yeah. Robbie, Robbie, when you came out of the cinema, what did you hear people saying about the film? Did, um, did, 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 I, uh, did, did you hear any offhand remarks? There was. That was brilliant. <laughs> Sorry. <Yeah>. Sorry. <laughs> Someone said sort of. I was said that that was weird. Um, <laughs> And that was about the extent of conversation. That, that was pretty accurate I think, summation, yeah. I think. <laughs> yeah. People were sort of lost for words. As you I know was. what? I think as a three-word review, everything you've conveyed <laughs> to us would, would, would suggest that that was a pretty spot-on analysis of the film. That was weird. I, 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 I really hope Mark Kermode's review is, is like just as like fucking frantic and screaming. You know what? The weird <laughs> thing is, the reason I wanted to see it is because I saw Kermode's review of it, and he was he was quite flattering of it. Mm. He, he said quite good things. He said it is very tense. Keeps you guessing, but he didn't mention the fucking three hundred year old eel. <laughs> yeah, this is the thing. Like there are lots of things about twist. it. As I mentioned, you, the you stuff don't with mention the three hundred year old eel. You spoil it. The stuff with the crutches and like the sound of the crutches has got this really creepy sound. And there's lots of things that do work as a sort of horror thriller thing. Yeah. And then there's also then like just as the tension's building, it's like they'll introduce more eels and it becomes <laughs> so ridiculous. So so so, <laughs> ba- so basically, the, the first one and a half hours of the film is basically mm. Dana Hand going. <laughs> And then it's Neil. Yeah. <laughs> I just, I, I kind of assumed when I first saw it advertised that mm. it was just like a high budget Stonehurst Asylum. If anyone's ever watched that, mm. it's awful. Kind of psychological thriller. Like, yeah. Like, what, what was that one with um, DiCaprio in? Was it The Island or yeah, The Asylum? Um, or Shutter, 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 Shutter Island. Shutter Island. Yeah, that's what I assumed it would be, just like, kind of like that. And no, it's about fucking eel demons that want to rape their own daughter. So there we go. That's a cure for wellness. Discharge. 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 Verbal discharge. Discharge. Verbal discharge. Verbal discharge. Discharge. Now, in previous episodes or in previous runs of episodes, there's been a bit of a bit of an interesting theme. Now, you might remember, and some of our listeners will definitely remember, that we spent an awful lot of time. Focusing on George Osborne, mm, okay. yep. and Lord knows he is the worst. But then yeah. we also—it's um, weird how we turn out to be an eel, isn't it? Weird? <laughs> yeah. Uh, we also, not that long ago, spent three consecutive ep- episodes focusing on Nigel Farage. Yeah, yeah. And I was thinking that we, what with us bringing the show back and bringing it back and everything, we need someone that we can focus on for three consecutive episodes. <laughs> <laughs> so I will prepare scornful, hateful content about a person or an individual okay. that we can riff on each each week yeah. to give us a bit of consistency. Okay. And I've got three contenders okay. for okay. a section I call Who Deserves Our Scorn? <laughs> um, okay. So the first person that I think, and I think this is going to excite Ben more than anyone, um, the first person I think is deserving of our scorn is Milo Yiannopoulos? Uh, he yeah. is a cunt. Yeah. Do we all know <laughs> who he is? Hmm. Yeah. I'm vaguely aware. I'm not not fully clued in. I've I'm kind of ignored this whole well, Milo. 
Why for, not tell us, James? So, yeah. for listeners' sake as well, um, Miley Annapolis, um, the term he uses to describe himself... Is he the one with, like, the yeah. faux hawk? Kind yeah. of. Yeah. He's a public I, speaker and oh, provocateur. Yeah, no, I've he, seen him he, talk he, about feminists. Yeah. He, he, he is basically the real-life equivalent of the epic troll. He kind of... He, he fits into the same sort of celebrity hate speech category as say people like Katie is her name Kate, Katie Hopkins yeah because they know that if they say things that are offensive and annoy people any publicity Fuse. is good publicity Fuse. and if he can get people hating him people look at him people do find him and it will keep but, him in a job uh, yeah, unlike he... Alex Jones who genuinely believes everything he says <laughs> yeah. I, I, I really love that video you showed me when he's just like talking about psychic vampires and paedophiles have we all seen that <laughs> yeah I showed it to you all in the video they're, they're putting chemicals in the water they're turning the freaking frogs gay uh, Alex Jones we could also focus on as a pe- mm. he's an interesting enough figure I think he's just more funny to me the thing is I think we could probably actually get Alex Jones on the podcast <laughs> easily enough if He'd we just said something he, dis- he disagreed with he You'd come on and shout about it. <laughs> For like half an hour. Right, so um, some of the fun things Miley Annapolis has said. Um, he published an article which was called, genuinely, this is, this is what, the, the, word for word, the title of the article. Gay rights have made us dumber. It's time to get back in the closet. Isn't the whole thing that Marley Monopolis is gay as well? He is a gay man. Yeah. The, pro- the man. problem, the problem with titles like that is it's pure clickbait. Yeah, yeah. That, that, there's probably not even his message in so there. You, you say that it's just clickbait, but he goes on throughout the article to back up everything that he says. Oh, for with, fuck's with, sake! With more, like this is a genuine, complete string of words from the article. I'm convinced the newfound popularity of anal sex among young women is just signalling to fags that they're happy to bite the pillow if it means bagging a sensitive husband who appreciates her choice of drapes. What? Why? Okay. Okay. Most of that didn't even make any fucking sense. Yeah, no, I, I just heard, as you said, a string of words. Yeah. It wasn't a sentence. It, like, it, 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 it seemed like the subject of a sentence changed three times before I, it got to the That's because I think it did. I think it did. I think it, 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 all of the stuff he puts out is just aimed to annoy people. Yeah. Like, like it, I don't think there's necessarily a cohesive string of thought behind it all. It's yeah. just, if I say this, mm. this will press some buttons. It's funny, I'm doing a string of... Um, grammar workshops for like CD borderline um, GCSE kids yeah. and I spent the entire time thinking of that as though it was like none of that none of that sounds <laughs> yeah. grammatically correct to me is, is, in is that, that mode now, just now like, Milo break it down yeah how is, is he a professional where writing would, man where would you put a comma when he's would you turn this into suit said he's not even CD a professional writing man no he's not he's a man he being just... hired to write things you don't, you don't, he just like, speaks like doesn't us, he? we're all professional yeah. writing men yes we have degrees in professional writing menning <laughs> so um, another thing he said um, he described African American actress Leslie Jones who oh, was in no. the most recent Ghostbusters adaptation no. as a barely literate black dude oh isn't God. dude a strictly masculine yep. term yeah no all. that's yep, definitely that's that's because she's butch um, I, I, I usually refer to that as like not not defending Malianopolis here, but like I usually like refer to the mixed gender groups as guys. As the, like, I, I do. Yeah, yeah. yeah guys. Like, guys. Yeah, guys. Yeah, but dude feels strictly masculine. Yeah, yeah, that's, yeah. that's the joke. That's sort of the joke. Yeah. Girls are, like a man. Girls are dudes. Women have to be this or that. And Look, the uh, the International other... Women's Day yesterday. Oh yeah, was. it was, wasn't it? <laughs> Actually, um, it's going to be na- uh, National you know Women's what? Day the day before yesterday when I'm, this podcast goes uh, out. I'm glad International Women's Day is over. When do we have National 
National Women's Day for all the hardworking <laughs> British women. <laughs> Why don't we international? Why don't we have? No, yeah, no, yeah. no. What about National White Men's Day? Uh, yeah. What about National, National Straight White, white Males Day? day. So what about National that, Straight that, White Men's with top hat, bowler hat, monocle, and moustaches sh- Day? Sh- what sh- about sh- National sh- Straight White? Sh- shall I? Shall I? Ans- <laughs> shall I answer? Straight that White Gay. <laughs> <laughs> what about Tory voter day? Shall, shall I answer when straight white men's day is? When is it? It's every day. <laughs> and I'm um, walking down the street and everyone I meet is celebrating straight so white male men's day. One final uh, interesting point of Miley's... Isn't it hard being a point. Man? It's not an interesting point. Um, Milo Yiannopoulos said that the very idea of feminism is cancer and claimed that the gender pay gap doesn't exist. But what um, exactly do feminism this? have to do with the horoscope? Right, there's. What? <laughs> oh, that me a second. <laughs> there's an angle from which, and bear with me for a second, in which I think, and it isn't the point he's making, but there is a point in feminist feminism being wrong as a concept, because we shouldn't be in a position whereby we need feminism. Oh, we yeah, should I, be. I, I, the I, I, aim I of feminism is to get to a point yeah, in which yeah. feminism is no longer relevant. Yeah. And yeah. if you took that out of context, you could phrase it in a way. That that's what he's saying. Yeah, but that's um, not what he's saying. But that's saying. absolutely not what but he's saying. What, what, what you mean is like more that like we 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 shouldn't need to distinguish yeah. this as a thing. It should already the be. The fact a thing. that feminism exists yeah. is the worst possible, most most damning thing you could say about the feminist, not the feminist movement, but the the, the but the, the need for a yeah. Yeah, yeah. Whereas, about men in general. Whereas our dear friend Milo doesn't possess the same predispositions of equality yeah of he, a decent he's, human being. he's very much based on like, like he has spoken very publicly in the past about how he feels that women are a fundamentally inferior subspecies like he's he, he, ah god it, it baffles me how, how he gets all these all these positions but then again it doesn't because i know he knows exactly yeah. what he's doing he knows that if he pushes enough buttons he can wind people up how are they inferior like can you if, they, if this podcast was for women people would actually listen to it do you think? Yes. What, even if they were saying the same thing? Yeah. Well, no, because they wouldn't be saying the same thing. That's the problem. That's the <laughs> point. Did, 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 you, did you actually hear when Marley Yiannopoulos uh, um, said that, um, that if, uh, if men are the PS2, um, women are the GameCube? <laughs> well, I would, yeah, regard, yeah, yeah, I would yeah. regard the GameCube as a superior console. Yeah, so. yeah I mean, you would, wouldn't you? Yeah, yeah they would. Yeah, of course. They'd have way better games. But, I mean, but this is what Marley Yiannopoulos said. It's, fucking, it's just, just a bit too... Edging out there. You can't. You can't play <laughs> yeah. Smash Bros on a woman. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you can. You just put it on it. You put the GameCube on it, and then. Yeah, true. <laughs> I'm not sure yeah. what that was. In, see, in my head, that works. Explain your as string some, of logic as some metaphor for like, oh, you're p- putting systematic oppression on her. You're putting it. You're putting a, putting a game, game system on her. Yeah. That you just put on a torso as she lies down. Can we form can, all? Can, can, can we create some sort of GameCube cyborg woman? Which is <laughs> half woman, half GameCube. GameCube. So, I imagine it's sort of like a telly to be, but like it's just a GameCube's inset into them. She's really good at playing F Zero, but she yeah. still can't drive. <laughs> yeah. oh, it's almost like a Milo Yiannopoulos or something. Yeah. Um, so the next figure that we should mm. uh, orientate some hate. Oh. We could potentially orientate okay. some, some some hatred towards substantiate the hate is our dear friend Richard Spencer. Oh, um, now Richard Spencer is the leader of the alt right uh, movement, and actually, Wait, he was didn't the... he used to host the <laughs> hold, hold the, host the Crystal Maze? <laughs> to Brian. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Um, but he, he was actually the person to coin the term alt-right, which is basically mm. uh, a sort of um, non 
we're white not, supremacist way of saying we're white supremacists. Shit. We're, we're not white supremacists. Wink. I just thought that they were like a load of pierced and tattooed kind of white supremacists. They're the alternative right. So they're, <laughs> they're, they're, they're a bit like the right wing, but they listen to more grunge music and all their jeans are ripped. <laughs> the bar of the shirts at pulp. <laughs> um, so he was best known um, for quite recently after Trump's election. He shouted, hail Trump, hail our people. Hail victory at a rally, and all of his supporters started doing Heil salutes and shouting Sig Heil at him, and he just sort of encouraged them and trying to rile them up. Isn't it really difficult um, for them whenever they're writing like an alt right newsletter or something, and they have to hold down the (laughs) old key the entire time? (laughs) (laughs) Sitting there on InDesign, painstakingly layout. Holding it down, just trying to type with the other hand. They keep doing it, but then sticky keys keeps popping up. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, damn it! Not again! (laughs) I've got disabled sticky keys! This is how we bring them down. This is how we bring down Trump. (laughs) Re-enable sticky keys. It's like any badly designed web game that you... the, the best thing that happened uh, after, you, as you all know, when Richard Spencer got punched in the face, mm. uh, he, he, he made that tweet. I was like, so like, like, oh yeah, uh, every, every every person I get back that gets um, every alt right person who gets punched is another person went over to our side. That's like it's like being just being beaten up to the ground into a pulp. And like, I'm winning, guys! <laughs> I'm winning! <laughs> it, it's weird though. Like I'm a bit morally unsure about where I stand on this whole Nazi punching thing. No, like, like there's a part of me on the one hand that thinks. Yeah, that's really good. We should punch the Nazis because they're Nazis. But then there's another part of me that feels that, right, at the end of the Second World War, when we had all of the leaders of the German high command, we could have executed them. We could have done exactly what they did to all of the members of the Jewish populace and everyone whose lives they destroyed. But we Mm. didn't. We said, no, we're going to trial them fairly. We're going to be better than they would. And we're going to legally convict them for all of their crimes against humanity. If you are just punching the Nazis... Are you not reducing yourself to that? The problem, no, yeah, I, I, I mean, yeah. I mean, I mean if, if, if someone's point of view is like a genocide of an entire race, I don't think you can really hear them out at this point. I don't if think you can really you, win them over. The problem, if you see someone or hear someone act or speak in a Nazi-ish way, I think then you're justified in punching. But if you just see someone that identifies as a as a, an alt-right <laughs> member, I, 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 the, the, the problem, prob- see someone discriminate. The um, problem is if you believe in freedom of speech. Mm-hmm then you have to allow people yeah. to talk about what they want if in if that includes talking about nazi stuff yeah. even if it says hey even if they said something as bizarre and as outlandish as hey we should do another holocaust you should I still thought, bizarre yeah, and bizarre outlandish <laughs> oh sir yeah. how bizarre and outlandish of you oh <laughs> But but in all seriousness, you still still shouldn't punch him in the face because it's freedom of speech. Yeah. I think I think Richard Spencer deserved being punched in the face though. Um, Richard I don't Spencer, know. let's see if this quote um, changes anything. So he frequently quotes Nazi propaganda when mm. giving talks. He denounces the Jewish race publicly to all of his supporters. And to be he fair, I did re- that the last live show though. So. And he is repeatedly called for the U.S. to be peacefully ethnically cleansed. <laughs> Which doesn't really make... How do you have a peaceful ethnic cleanser? You know what? I think all he needs is a hug. (laughs) It's all right. It's all right. A a hug. Richard. A hug from a fist. Straight to the side of the head. So, do we all agree that that he is also, like my own Indianapolis, a piece of shit? Yeah. Do we all agree that he's a piece of shit potentially deserving of three weeks of scorn? Potentially, Oh, yeah. But but to to be honest, I think Rich Spencer's more fucking washed up at this point. 
He seems to have more sort of disappeared. Yeah. I think he's this sort of lost, bumbling figure trying to make himself relevant. Yeah. I'm a Nazi, guys. Yeah. That'll get me on the news, right? <laughs> I think it's that again, isn't it? it, it it's if I say things that annoy people, people will listen. He's, yeah. he's the Christopher Biggins of Nazis. <laughs> <laughs> Do you think that's in his business card? I want that. If any listeners are any good with like Photoshop, can you please get that? I want a picture of Richard Spencer. Like winking or smiling in a, in a cutesy fashion, <laughs> with a circle around his face that reads the Christopher Biggins of Nazis. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's, it's like it's like on the side of like a, a pantomime post while like playing at the assembly rooms in Derby. It's, it's, it's like it's, 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 it's like it's like in the circus, like Chico, someone who came third in the X Factor last year, Richard Spencer <laughs> as the genie. <laughs> right, so the third person. Hmm that is potentially deserving of three weeks of scorn is the child that called me a faggot. <laughs> now, um, number one yeah, point, okay. the child is a piece of shit. Um, secondly, kid doesn't even fucking know who I am. Yeah. Um, thirdly, uh, the kid was sat on the counter. I didn't say that was okay. Fourthly, probably doesn't even know what the alphabet is, let alone what, what a gay person is, let alone what a faggot is. So this, so this kid is a member of the alt right. Basically, yeah. I think this child is is a fascist. Mm. You know, like when we worked at the cinema together, James. Yeah, it used to really annoy me, like when people like put the, ch- the children on the counter, more because it's just, like, just really fucking un- unhygienic. Yeah, you're just like get you. first yeah. of all. Fuck it, I have to fucking serve food off this. I don't know where your child's been. They fucking roll around in shit. That's what children do. <laughs> but, but it, 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 it's like most objects in space. Like they have like. Uh, a, a, very, a very thin layer of shit around it at all times because of like. What object in space does that? I've actually, have you not heard about like for basically like from when people are on the ISS or another sort of space journeys when they eject the shit into space, it literally like over time it coats all the debris out in space. So they have like <laughs> really? Really, so and they have really thin layers of shit around them. I didn't know that. So so all children. Uh, I have protective space shields of shit. <laughs> That's why you can drop them on their head and they're fine. Yeah. <laughs> Over and over. <laughs> and um, the other thing, obviously, this kid who called me a faggot probably identifies with the alt-right movie. <laughs> yeah. Um, probably doesn't even understand the concept of race. But if they did, they'd probably be a racist. How do you but, think he got to using the word faggot at the age of two? I, I, I think the, 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 the mother... Who, who did make the apologies? I think she's been dropping yeah, that word I think very, so. very yeah. casually around him. Or, or her like partner. Fucking consequences. Or, the, the thing is, with kids of that age, they're, they're like sponges, like, like they repeat anything that's said. In oh, front. yeah. Um, as, I, as she was apologizing, my assumption was you said that in front of him, didn't you? I remember the time I came home. I was in, I think, year two or three. Um, I'd come home with my friend and his mom because they lived in the same street as me. Yeah. And um, I heard some older kids and some older kids say something like, I'm going to fuck you up. And the first thing I said to my mom when I got <laughs> oh, yeah, home I was, I'm going to fuck you up. And I've never seen my mom turn around in like the most horrific manner. Kind of call you a libtard? <laughs> I was going to say. <laughs> wide-eyed. Just turned around and said, shut up, libtard. Angry face. She's like, what did you say? <laughs> I'm like, I'm going to fuck you up. by a swift backhand. <laughs> my I, mom I, never beat me. I, rem- I remember overhearing older kids saying, bastard. I misinterpreted it. As basket, <laughs> so, uh, so I, I, I thought it was a, uh, it was an insulting word to call someone a basket at first. Listen here, you basket, you. <laughs> oh, it's proper basket, isn't he? So there you have it. There basket you've got, son. you've got your three people. You've got Miley Annapolis, your public speaker and your provocateur. You've got your Richard Spencer, your alt right leader, or you've got this kid that called me a faggot. 
Now, whichever one you all democratically vote on and decide, I will produce three consecutive podcasts worth of scornful material about that person. And for these three consecutive podcasts, I will take the snippets where we talk about him, or you talk about whatever you've written about him, and personally email them to him. <laughs> he's, he's two. He doesn't have an email address. Well, if it's if it's if we decide on the two-year-old, I'll find his mom. Oh, kids these days are all, all on iPhones by the age of two. Not like me, because I, I I had the Game Boy or whatever <laughs> fucking people share on Facebook. Um, I I I think I, clearly uh, the the normal answer I'd probably go for is I'd go for Marleyanopolis because it'll be it'll, it'll, it'll be fun to rag on him. Uh, funny answer, uh, the kid. Um. um Either way, I vote for the kid. Yeah. Okay, um, I'm going to go with Milo. So, yeah, wait, Ben, so I guess you've got to pick your actual answer. Um, can I reach middle ground and can I pick Milo from um, from the Sweeney's? <laughs> I guess that leans <laughs> more towards Milo to Indianapolis as opposed to the kid. Can I choose, choose Milo from the Sweeney's, James? <laughs> no, he's not uh, one uh, of the little, three. Little purple. <laughs> I'm not going to produce three weeks of scorn about a fucking Tweeny, Ben. <laughs> <laughs> fucking purple mongoloid. <laughs> So Ben, which will it be? Which will it be? Um, I'm gonna go for Malianopolis. Cool. For the next three okay. weeks, I will produce scornful, interesting content about Malianopolis, starting with a book of poetry he published, which I would really? like. To, mm. He's published oh, a, a collection of poetry, boy. and I would like to get a hold of it, and I would like us all to dissect it. Yeah. Mm. Well, on that note, what an exciting podcast it's been this yeah. week. Hey, hey. a brand new studio for verbal discharge. Yeah, I hope yeah. you guys have all enjoyed the increased sound quality. That's mm. a thing. Now. We we sure have. Yeah. Even though we haven't listened to it yet. Thank you for listening. We do also have coming up in the next week. If you want to keep your eyes peeled, eyes open, uh, we're going to be announcing the next live show. So that's oh, quite exciting. Yeah, we are. Hey-o. That's that's coming up. That's booked in. That's the date's all going to be announced over the next couple of days. Hey, Robbie. Hi, Ben. Hi, people. Come to this one. <laughs> Then I cut that out. <laughs> <laughs> I do too. Um, and we've also got other things going on, haven't we? We do. We do. Um, as we mentioned earlier, we're now putting out episodes of Game Thing, which is our very own Let's Play game series. Uh, so far, we have put out um, we've put out Prisoner of War, and we've put out Mary Kate of Ashley. And the juxtaposition of. When you got knighted. <laughs> Mary Kate of Ashley. We've got some other exciting ones coming up, such as More Prisoner of War and Athens 2004, and just all kinds of fun, fun games. Boy, Woodwacky. keep your eye peeled to our YouTube channel if you like the sound of that. Yeah, it's, 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 good, it's good laughs, really funny. Yeah. Uh, you can see all of the things we do on www.vividestars.co.uk, which is our website. Website. There, there, there are blogs as well. Yeah. We do, all we do kinds that. Of things, all kinds of things. Um, all, everything you could ever want. Yeah. And more. Which is impossible. It is. Is it? You can have more than you want. Like, I want to eat two eclairs, but if I got more than I want, then someone continue to ram chocolate eclairs down my throat until I died, that wouldn't be very and good. And then to poop back out so they could eat it yeah, um, as an eel. Little did you know that my eclair poop is actually the cure for cancer. Mm. Yeah. Well, there you have it. Uh, <laughs> right at the end it turns out Jordan's antagonist like wasn't eclair that was it's just a really rotten eclair I'm just filled with cream <laughs> fucking melts in the sun <laughs> <laughs> so facebook facebook.com forward slash verbal discharge we've got a twitter uh, at verb radio we're on iTunes listen to us there if you want to rate and review us that'd be really helpful uh, yeah helps. that's awesome please, please do that do, please do five stars uh, also phone Robbie yeah do that uh, my phone number is six hands. 
Leave Mansfield message. Yeah. Um. Thank- post a Facebook status. <laughs> poke me on Facebook. <laughs> poke me on Facebook. Poke Ben on Facebook. Thank you very much. <laughs> Send me love and Thanks rainbow. for listening, guys. It's been a wonderful time. See you in two weeks. Bye. Ben. Final word of the show. Final, final word. Final, final fantasy word of the eel show. Oh. Lee. <laughs> eel spelled backwards. <laughs> <laughs>